Hello and welcome to episode 70 of Bits and PCs. I'm Clarky Snap and with me tonight, taking a break from his other online friends, we have Vamsy. Hello. How have you been, Vamsy, this past week? Very well. Good. Man of few words, I see. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I suppose we'd better get straight on with things, haven't we? Uh, Vamsy, what have you been betraying this week? Sorry. What have you been playing this week? Oh, dear me. I'm never going to live this one down, am I? Um, well, I don't know what to say because I don't want to bore people into tears because it's it's basically been another week of Battlefield and another week of Hearthstone. Um, so, <laughs> so I don't really know what to say. I believe you've spent a bit of time on the PC version of Battlefield. I have. Um, want to touch on that? No, because it's my other friends. Uh, oh. No, I did. Uh, it was it was quite interesting because they, they've kind of released loads of patches for the PC version of Battlefield and um, it's kind of running more stably there's still issues with it Um, but it is to all intents and purposes fine really playable I I mean I've played it for I don't know three or four hours and there's no crashes and I've not had any problems with it really a bit of rubber banding here and there but that's about it Um, I just it pains me because I, I play it and then I, I think, was it Saturday after? I can't remember. Saturday afternoon, I think I hitched on with um, some of the guys on, on the PS3 version. I came straight off it and went on to, to the PS3. And it's just, it, it just hurts because if you're just playing on the PS3, you think, oh, this looks quite nice. This does. And it's perfectly playable. Um, and then you go and play it on the PC and you're just like, why am I wasting my time playing the inferior console version because it just it does feel like Ooh. that no it's so much it's so much more everything on the pc it's oh. just unbelievably good tell um, us about the pretty things then oh uh, it's just it's just beautiful i mean i know some people out there have been saying you know pc sort of gamers who run rigs you know far in excess of mine are sort of sitting there going oh well it could have been better and they could have done more of this and oh isn't the blah 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 it's just like to me it looks fucking stunning um the smoke effects the particle effects are just uh unbelievable good and i think we, we mentioned uh, the other week last week or maybe the week before when we were doing our usual battlefield talk um that one map that parasol para, parasol storm. storm when that storm rolls in um the level starts off and it's all lovely and it's a beautiful kind of sunny day in the tropics on these little islands and palm trees swing gently in the breeze then that storm rolls in and oh my god on the on the pc version it just you know it sounds awesome on the ps3 looks quite good on the ps you get on the pc and it just rolls over you now i think i've been missing something there because i've played this mission and i don't recall any storm rolling in that's the whole point of it. As you progress through the the, the, the level, if you as you progress through kind of the, um, you know the game, uh, the weather changes from beautiful sunny day through to torrential rain, massive waves rolling in on the beach, huge winds, that kind of thing. You know, it, it's absolutely stunning. Um, and if you've missed it, that says more about the PS3 than I ever could because. You can't miss it on the on the PC version. It's just it's just amazing, uh, and the sound again just blows everything else out of the water. And I'm slowly getting my mojo back again with the the controls. I went on last night for a couple of hours with a, a, a guy off Twitter called Dave Zeno, who um, really helpful. Just 
very fucking good at the game as well, the annoying bastard. Um, and we just kind of paired up and went went round. He was just sort of coming in with kill streaks like twenty five to eight or something, and I'm sort of sitting there with my thirteen kills and twenty four deaths, <laughs> being quite <laughs> proud of myself. Um, and you know, I'm still still I'm only about level four on the PC version, but just really enjoying it. And um, it, it pains me to go back to the PS three uh, version, but my understanding is that the PS four version that we will get in. Um, is going to be at least on a par with the PC, so I'm, I'm really hoping that's the case because you guys are going to boot that up and just wet yourself because it's just. Well, I love Forza, but I'm, I was thinking about this the other day. And, you know, when, once you're in the heat of battle, do you really notice these little? You do. You, you do. You do. You do. Yeah, because it's um, it all affects it because it's the, the, for example, the smoke effects and stuff uh, makes visibility more difficult. The flames that. Um, the, the kind of things shining off, the, even shadow falls. So you know, you be we in something like uh, a really good example is Operation Locker, where you know it's all indoors, it's all quite dark. There's some fires burning here and there where oil canisters have blown up and stuff like that. And you get the effect, and you might just see a glint off a gun or something as small as that, or a shadow running down the corridor, and you think, oh right. And it's little things like that that you really don't think about until you start analysing it, and you suddenly think, oh Christ, look, that's how I that's how I knew that bloke was there or something. Um, I don't know, it just, it does, I really do believe it, you know, it makes a huge, especially in a game like this, for most places you say, oh, gameplay is everything, and that's, that's kind of true, but this, just the, the, the look of it just enhances that gameplay so yeah. much. I, I mean, I'd love to see it, but the fact is, if I pick this up on the PC at the moment, you'll probably see some of these lovely effects rendered, no doubt, at about 15 frames per second. Yeah, well, my, my understanding is the PS3 version, uh, PS4 version, sorry, will be, I think, equivalent to running this on high. Which is what I'm running mine on at the moment, and it just looks lush. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but only in 1080p. Or is that just an argument for another time? That's all I'd run it in because that's the default res of my monitor. So that's all I. I just think. <laughs> <laughs> 4K, um, 4K. Yeah. Do you want to say anything else about Battlefield? Uh, other than the fact that I'm still thoroughly bloody enjoying it. I had an absolute riot last Friday night. Um, with the usual uh, usual clan before you decided to join us later on in the evening. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. I seem to be uh, playing quite well at this game. I'm not. Well, I'm, I, I'm <laughs> probably looking at my statistics. I'm probably not either. Maybe I just feel like I'm doing better. But you know, uh, having a pat on the head from the likes of Yoda and Petra always goes a long way. All right, I don't get those. No, either that or they were just humouring me. Probably. I don't yeah, know. I'm, just, I'm, I just, I'm still fairly rubbish at the game. and um, I did have a go on the campaign. Oh, yeah. I did see you playing that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's nothing spectacular. The story's okay, though. Um, unlike Battlefield 3, I mean, they quite bigged up the single-player campaign when Battlefield 3 was being released on the consoles. And mm. at the time, I was... Possibly still quite in my uh, infancy of online multiplayer gaming, so I mainly bought it for that reason and was hugely disappointed by this enormous buggy wreck of a game. I mean, there were there were some absolutely ridiculous moments. I know there was one on one in Battlefield Three on one of the earlier missions. Um, you're sort of running through uh, a canal and your squad all suddenly died, and then two minutes later they jump over a wall from somewhere else on the map. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it, it was it was just stuff like that. There was an absolutely surreal surreal moment in the uh, the, the levels in um, 
this mansion. Uh, I was running down the stairs and there were two, you know, two enemies there and they just stood there looking at me while I sort of just walked past them. <laughs> so it even turned around to see if they were going to do anything, but no, and then as it turned out, I had to go back and kill them anyway, otherwise the level wouldn't progress. Uh, so yeah, it, 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 a, dis- a disappointing experience on Battlefield 3's campaign, but uh, I don't know, maybe it's the fact that they haven't bigged up Battlefield 4 as much. They've obviously realised, you know, it's obviously like it has always been on the PC, it's just multiplayer, multiplayer, and yeah. uh, I'm just finding it a nifty little story. Uh, unfortunately, um, some uh, problems from the third game I've read ahead. I've gotten to a certain point of the game and it glitched. And I restarted my game and I'm still in the glitch. It's like I've uh, kind of fallen through the map and I'm stuck in limbo. Weird. And can't move. Yeah. So every time I reload the game, I'm stuck at that point. So I either start the mission again or wait for the inevitable patch. Oh. Patch, patch, patch. Yeah. It'll be the patch. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it, it's fun. It's uh, it's not as bad as everybody's made out. Um, so yeah, give it a whirl if uh, none of your friends are online. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I just I'm not interested in uh, first person shooters. For me, is is pretty much all about the multiplayer. There's uh, this this kind where it's just kind of like a military sort of shoot. I don't really enjoy the the, the campaigns of particularly anyway. Um, no, I, I mean, I enjoyed the uh, general story only because I've been with it from the beginning for the Modern Warfare games, that no, that trilogy. I thought the uh, yeah. the story was quite good, even if it was very Brookhammer-esque, and the uh, the sort of story trilogy that sort of began with World at War and ended with Black Ops 2 as well. I quite enjoyed that, but uh, there's just nothing really dragging me back in that direction anymore. I don't think I'll be buying a COD game in the near future. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. So no, apart from that, um, Hearthstone. I'm still playing Hearthstone. Really enjoying it. Um, someone dared me on Twitter to try and make it sound exciting, and I'm. <laughs> oh, oh, do go on. <laughs> I can't. It's just like it's a fucking card game. It reminded me of the sketch in Red Dwarf where Rim is re- recounting his Risk um, <laughs> campaign diary. I rolled a three and then a five, and then he came back with a six and a one. But I knew that I could beat him if I just rolled a six and a two. And you sit there thinking, how am I going to make this? Ex-? And I can't. I mean, um, it, it's a card game. All I can say is that it's um, it still hooked me in. I'm. I had my first game online against a random, which was actually quite nervy. Um, I sort of I played through quite a lot of the. They kind of have this this practice mode and a play mode, and then they've got a thing called arena. And the practice is basically you versus AI, and you pick one of the the decks, and you basically have nine characters out of the World of Warcraft um, canon. You pick one and, and they come with cards that are um, cards that are a part of their um, spell set. So, you know, a mage will have lots of magic dealing ones, a warrior will have lots of kind of physical force ones, that kind of thing. Um, and you can play against the AI all you want, but you don't really get much XP for doing that, so you don't level up much, which means you don't unlock new um, card packs and things like this. Uh, and the other option is play, and that just basically pits you one against one um, against the random, somebody of your skill kind of level. But you are going online and playing against somebody, and it's like you can't pick who that person is. It will just pick somebody out, a random. And 
this guy came online and I'm like, hello. And there's no, no chat sort of or anything like that. It's all emoji things. So your, your character portrait, you can right click and there's, I think six or eight different things you can say. If everything from kind of hello to well played to threatening or, um, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, it was, it was a dead exciting game and I whooped his ass. So I was really pleased. I absolutely pwned him. Um, so much so that with about two rounds to go before I knew I could finish him off, he quit out. He, um, he committed Harry Kiri, blew himself up and I won the match and I was really shocked. Um, so much so that I haven't been online since because I don't want to ruin my perfect record. No, the, uh, no, the real reason. This is the uh, trademark Vamsy seven-day play window. That, that won't get revisited again. It's been 14 days, I'll have you know. Um, and uh, I played I played some games with Beastie last week. Um, we got on for a bit and played a few games. Um Played another couple of games with a friend of mine, and um, oh, was, was this after you'd gotten rid of me after the last episode? Yeah, yeah, oh, we, we, right, we yeah. ditched you off and, and went off on our own for a little bit of a tete-a-tete. Well, like I say, I wouldn't mind having a go at this. It's a shame none of our tens of thousands of listeners have uh, come forward with a beta key for me yet. Still, well, still waiting, fans. They've been sending me loads, but I've been selling them on eBay. Ah, oh, bastard! <laughs> no, I don't think. I mean, that's that's you know. Uh, Hearthstone, the, the beat is coming to an end. Um, so you, you'll get into open beta or whatever they want to call it in December, January anyway. So you ain't got long to wait if you haven't got a key. Um, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. Uh, it's just a different kind of game for me. It's, um, I, it, it's quite nice being able to play a game where you can just have a chat with someone. And just have a, a kind of a gentle game, a non-hectic, you're not shooting anybody in the head. It's just, you know, you have to think about things and it's just a nice, it's a different kind of game for me. It's a different way of playing against somebody else, which is, which is just nice. It's, it's nice to have something where you don't have to be sort of hunched over the keyboard, you know, manically moving the mouse around trying to shoot people from 100 yards across the map. So still really enjoying that. Um, well, I'm excited. That had me on the edge of my seat. I couldn't have yeah. been more excited if you'd have said you'd played it while suspended above a pit of piranha fish. I thought about it. <laughs> I don't, it's really hard to kind of... I don't understand what I don't know. No, I have to be playing it to kind of make it exciting. And I'm sorry to everybody that's been Battlefield and Hearthstone again for Vimesy, but... <sighs> well, there we go. You should be pleased I've stuck with the game for more than a week. That's what I'm saying. There we go. Um... And the last one, it, this was, uh, I don't know why. I think I did this because I realised that there was only two games on my list and they were both fairly, I've kind of rehashed them again and again and again. Um, Tiny Death Star. Oh, no. Tiny Death Star. Don't, because you'll remind me that I have pocket planes installed on my phone and I'll start messing with it so, again. <laughs> I think it says this is the first game I've installed on my new Android phone. And um, I don't understand it. What's the point? <laughs> it's you have a Death Star. Well, it's not even a Death Star. It's a tower. Yeah. Like tiny tower. <laughs> but it's a Star, but Star Wars with character. The Star Wars liquor paint. It's. 
I don't get it. I have I have a an arrivals lobby, then I have a residence area, then I have a cafe type thing, a cantinery thing, then I have to build a recreation area, then another residential area, and it's all about earning money so I can buy more levels to my tower. But I don't understand why. What's I can't. What's my motivation? No, I... <laughs> the emperor's told me I need to build this, and I'm like, okay, but. I mean, I, I played Tiny Tower a long time ago. I think it was when I had my last Android phone before I went to iOS. And uh, I became addicted to it, to the fact that I think I played it, like, non-stop for 10 days. And then one day I just I just never went back to it. I don't, I just don't get it because it's like, it's all on timers. So it, I guess it's like Farmville and even like Simpsons. Tap well, yeah, I suppose, but some reason these games are proving to be hugely popular i mean i don't I, I it's on my phone i've played it for maybe i say played it i've clicked it for maybe an hour and i'm just sitting there thinking you're gone soon um i don't the license the use of the license is really good the way they've the way they've they've star wars it up is is really quite charming it's all it's all the same as tiny's house so it's all pixelated characters and it's all um that kind of nice animation style and, and that's done really really well the music's really good it's like 8-bit Star Wars theme tunes and stuff uh, the the little interactions the cutscenes with um, Darth Vader and the Emperor they're, they're nice they're, they're very simple um, nice little sense of humour it's almost like, like the Lego sort of sense of humour really um, but I just don't understand I don't understand why people play them I, I just don't so yeah that, i'm afraid that's it and that, that also was just thrown oh, in that's okay i mean if you want if you want to tweet us uh, tiny tower fans and tell us why you're addicted to these games we'll be happy to hear speaking of uh, adding a lick of star wars polished star wars polish to someone uh, to some games careful now <laughs> yeah angry birds star wars on the vita 30 quid really it's just ridiculous that isn't it yeah i mean i mean what w- what version was I really going to go for? Was I going to play the five-inch touchscreen version on my Vita at thirty quid, or the five-inch touchscreen version on my phone for seventy-nine p? Mm, mm. I, I don't know. I just think that's absolutely scandalous pricing. But I don't understand why they do that anyway. I don't. Surely nobody will buy it. No, I mean, I mean, I could kind of understand the Xbox PS3 version because. You know, people who like these games are getting to play it on the big screen, but for the Vita version, mm, I don't think so. But even then, I'm thinking 15 quid max. That but, kind of price point. Well, yeah, so if, if anybody's paid full whack for that game on Vita, please uh, make yourself known so we can point and laugh at you. Mm-hmm. Right, I suppose I better talk about what I've been playing then. Please. Uh, Battlefield 4, which we've already touched on. Should uh, we talk about that for a bit more? Because I don't think our listeners have had yeah, enough of it. Yet. I'm sure they have. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this is probably going to get talked about for a long time, and I'm going Sorry. to be, no, no, and I'm going <laughs> to be playing this for a long time as well because uh, I'm going to be making the most out of this, which is something I sadly didn't do with Battlefield Three. Got in right at the end and got hooked, and I'm staying with Battlefield Four. It's my go-to game now. Um, other stuff I've been playing, uh, a game I picked up a while ago on the Vita, Super Frog. HD. Do we all remember this one from the Amiga? Vimesy, Vimesy. That didn't happen, Amiga. 
So, are you an Atari ST boy? I didn't have an Atari ST. Oh, an Abacus? Mm, close. I had an Amstrad 6128. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, for anyone not in the know, uh, Super Frog was basically a... It was kind of the Amiga's Sonic or Mario, if you will. Uh, it was, but it was a, a frog. It was a frog with a red cape. Uh, you basically controlled said frog, jumping around a platforming environment, collecting fruit and other things. Uh, I remember at the time it being an absolutely gorgeous-looking game on uh, my old yeah, on my old uh, CRT TV and uh, Amiga, bringing back memories of when I had that. Uh, there was like a module you had to plug into the back of the Amiga if you didn't have a SCART connection, um, so you could attach an AV cable to it. But the only problem was it was about. I think the thing was about, I don't know, about 10 inches long. Uh, yeah, steady on. Um, you basically plug a thing in the back and it just fell back out again. Um, plugged it in and propped something up. It would move into a certain position and then you get a black and white signal on your TV. And I spent hours trying to fix this. I was only a young boy as well. I think I was about 9 or 10. Uh, I can remember getting quite upset at one point to the point I was nearly crying my little eyes out. Um, but then I managed to uh, bribe my uncle into buying me a SCART cable, and it, it was all happiness from there. But yeah, it, it was a it was a beautiful looking game on the Amiga. Uh, it's a beautiful looking game on the Vita, of course, in stunning HD. But it just comes across as quite sparse now. You kind of I don't know. You're just running around, and nothing much is happening. You're collecting your fruits, your bonuses, and that's about it, really. Didn't didn't give me the nostalgia kick I was really looking for. Oh, that's I, I, a shame. I, I think I'm, I'm not sure. I believe there is an option to play the original version, but I mean, maybe if they just have uh, held off with the HD polish, maybe had a few scan lines appearing on screen every so often, that'd have uh, sort of reinitiated my nostalgia. But alas, no. So yeah, a bit disappointed with Super Frog, but it's still a good game. Got him a man of contradictions, aren't I? Mm. Mm. And uh, another game I was playing, I was actually playing this a few weeks ago. It was the last game I had on iOS before I got rid of my iPhone. Um, it was Fist of Awesome, which I know Night Shift had talked about at great length. And uh, I think the designer of it is also a member of the forum, mm-hmm. uh, Nikolai Chan. Yes. We're home to the stars, we are. Oh, absolutely. Maybe you should stick around a bit longer. Oh, here we go. How many famous people on your other on your other forums? Andrew? How many forums am I a member of? I don't know. You tell me. Lots. Mm, I can imagine. I bet you're in a forum. Are you one of those that's in a forum for anything? Might. What am I wearing today? Forum. Well, I have to make sure I don't clash. Best toothpaste to use. Forum. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this game. Um, not sure which. Uh, genre to put it in it's basically a very 8-bit looking version of Streets of Rage but instead of uh, beating up punks and street gangs you beat up bears you basically play as this uh, lumberjack called Timber who for some mysterious reason ends up in a time warp sent back in time um, realises he has a talking fist the self-titled Fist of Awesome uh, and you basically have to try and get back to your own time and find out why bears have taken over the world. And it is incredibly funny. So why have bears taken over the world? I don't think I've got to that point. 
I think something's happened in the past. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, the, the story isn't the uh, isn't the point of this. It's it's basically punching bears, and it is hugely enjoyable. And it is on sale at the moment for uh, the princely sum of one pounds forty nine. Hmm. Oh, and Vimes, it'll look gorgeous on that uh, Nexus you've got. Mm, might well be. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it, it's just one of those games I find myself chuckling at quite a lot. Um, your humour is absolutely spot on. Um, if you click into the uh, the credits on the options screen, there's an absolutely brilliant theme song for the game, which I'm not going to attempt to sing. Uh, so yeah, pick this one up. It's brilliant, and the uh, the designer is a member of the forum as well. So a big shout out to you, Nikolai. Cheer, Vamsy. That's right. I don't need to cheer. He knows. We spoke about it. It's a good. We've got a good article actually on the site as well. I fight bears, which is um. A, a, a good article about about this game. Oh yeah, weren't were you all beating that thing up at Eurogamer? I wasn't beating it up. Uh, Kevin, Steve, and Bouncy, I believe, were beating it up, which no. just goes down as animal cruelty, if uh, if you ask me. But there we go. Where were you at the time? Uh, I was off from other forum. No, oh, well, what a surprise! <laughs> um, and I actually managed to have a go on a huddle. which you may or may not remember is. Uh... Oh, I thought you meant you were having gone the telescope. No, that's Hubble. Oh. I can't afford that telescope. <laughs> well, can you afford a huddle? Uh, no, I can't. That's why I, uh, my mum bought one and I had a go on hers. Uh, so this is this is Tesco's own brand. Tablet, um, yeah. Is it, is it white with a couple of blue stripes down it? Because uh, <laughs> that would be quality. That's a good idea, actually. I'll have to paint that one. I think somebody might have beaten you to it, mate. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, it, it's it, it's actually quite a capable little thing. I think it was about um, it was 120 quid. I think my mum had bricks of unspent vouchers, though, so I ended up paying about 80 for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I had I had a go on this. It's um, it's running quite a recent version of Android. I mean, Tesco have altered it to some degree, but they they're tinkering with it. it's very minimal to the point you have the odd. Uh, Sort of advert that you can click into on the uh, on the sort of uh, the swipe screens, the front screen. Uh, That's interesting because my understanding was when this was first announced, or whatever. My, my understanding was there's going to be loads of kind of internal branding and and all this sort of stuff, and, and kind of Tesco's labels everywhere. So no, don't don't so, get me wrong, the adverts that are on there are they're noticeable, but they're not there to the point where you think, oh god, I don't want to pull this thing out in public. So is it like when Amazon brought out the Kindle? Was it, I think they did this thing where you could buy like the advert supported version, or you could spend more at the beginning and not have their advert supported one or something. Uh, it's a little different. I mean, the, uh, with Kindle, it's just a case if you buy the ad supported one, the uh, there's an advert displayed whenever the device is locked. So you'll press your power button, the screen will come up. There'll be an advert on it. You can you know unlock your thing or click on said advert, and no doubt be persuaded into buying up to tat uh, but yeah is it, the build quality on this thing i was actually very uh, very impressed with the screen looks sublime it's uh, i think it's almost on par with an ipad retina display if i remember the uh yeah, for now you're yeah, going geek but, tech land well exactly uh I, I, I do remember i think someone on the forum saying that uh, they read a review of it where it sort of opened up with now this is no ipad contender and then spent the rest of the review comparing it to the iPad. Mm. Uh, but no, I mean, if you're after something powerful, 
like I said, iPad than do by the iPad. But uh, no, this it, I mean, like I was saying, the build quality is great. It's uh, obviously plastic, but the back of it feels solid. Uh, it almost, apart from being a little curvier around the edges, it's designed very close to the Kindle Fire HD. It's got some decent sized speakers on it. Uh, the operating system on it, running obviously running a version of Android, is very smooth. Um, I mean, I'd probably say it's comparable with the phone I've currently got, which is no bad thing. Mm. Uh, only way, only place it lets itself down is the camera, uh, the front camera. I mean, I've, when my mum got this, I, gave, I thought, well, I'll give her a little call and hang out, see if she's figured it out. Uh, booted it up, black screen. I thought, press the camera button. She's like, I have pressed the camera button, Matthew. I, I, I can't see you, mum. Uh and as it turned out, the camera was on. She moved towards the light source, and I could vaguely make out the silhouette of her head. Um, <laughs> when she brought it down for me to have a go with the other day, uh, I sort of stood in broad daylight, and it was still very, very dull. I think you'd probably need the power of a thousand suns to make yourself <laughs> even seen on the camera. So a little bit of disappointment with that. It's not out something I'm sure they'll fix in a later version. The back camera's mm. absolutely fine, but... Uh, mm. A little disappointing if you want to use it for video uh, calling. But other than that, great piece of kit. If you're after a budget tablet, give it a whirl. Nice. Um, and that's about that for me. I mean, um, how are you finding your phone anyway, Ramsey? Have you figured out anything else? Any killer, I'm, get, any, I'm getting used to it. Um, any killer apps? No, to be honest. I don't think so. I, I've just... It's... Uh, I was, like I said, I'm still getting used to it. I can navigate around it quite well. I, I love the notification bar at the top. I think that's sweet. Just the bit where it sort of it flags up to you, you know, if you've got a, a tweet or something that's come in or a mail or whatever, the fact that it, it gives you that quite clearly on the screen. Um, the, I don't know, it's, it's, I'm still getting, I'm just still getting kind of used to where things are and how things work. So I lost my mail folder the other day. <laughs> forgot I had two of them. And I was wondering why I wasn't getting mail and suddenly realised, oh, that's because there's two mailboxes on this thing, one for Google Mail and one for everything else. Um, Are you using most the of the apps I want. Sorry? Are you using the widgets on the uh, screens? I don't really get widgets. Um, but I kind of do, but there's... Uh, I can't really think of one that I actually want. There's, there's a few on there and stuff, but I'm not... I, I don't really know how to use them. I haven't played with them enough yet to kind of no, I mean the Twitter one, for example. You can pop that on and sort of set it so that will only highlight, you know, notifications that you've received or retweets and things like that. I mean, a nice idea. I don't use those ones. I basically keep those switched off and just go straight into my Twitter app. The only one I really do use is the uh, the sort of the, the widget bar for uh, the music player and the podcasting app that I've got. And, of course, the weather on the front screen because uh, the weather app, uh, the weather widget on the uh, Xperia Z is actually quite nice. It sort of shows your town name, current temperature, and in the background you'll have basically uh, an animated display of the current weather, be that uh, as it is a moment at the moment, a picture of the moon with... Uh, Doesn't flat... that kill your battery, though? It's, I don't find it that bad, really. Because my battery, this is one of the things I have noticed about it, my battery is... It, it drops like a bitch. It's um, really quite, yeah, it's going, I mean, it's probably because I'm using it quite a lot mm. at the moment. No, you will find that when you... When but I'm, I'm at, like, when I'm at work and stuff, it's kind of like, oh, crikey, there's, there's quite a lot 
um, a lot of stuff there to kind of the screen takes an awful lot of power up and I'm finding that by the by sort of early evening I'm having to stick the charger on it but I am using it quite a lot so I'm at work I'm always got something on like music or an audio book or a podcast or something like that going I'm checking my Twitter feed quite a lot because it's novel so it's kind of like oh I want to play with my phone yeah. a little bit and, and I mean, whatever and I mean mine has uh, I don't know if yours will have a spill too whether it's something specific to Sony's sort of uh, messing around with the iOS, uh, iOS, with the operating system, sorry. Um, it has a stamina mode on it, which will basically, it disables any network communication when the phone's not in use. So if you've got it sat on your desk screen off, network's disabled. Um, mm. If you then click the power button, it comes on instantly. There's no sort of waiting for the bars to fill up or anything. It's just there the moment you, the moment you press the button. I don't um, think I've seen the stamina mode. I mean, I've, I've played with the power settings and stuff, and the, there is a widget for kind of power settings. Yeah. But um, I haven't really uh, really got around to playing with it too much yet. No, you'll have lots of fun with it. Uh, yeah, yeah, some of the widgets do drain your battery. Um, I remember, ironically, when I first had it, a lot of the battery widgets actually drained, <laughs> drained your battery ferociously. Um I think there was always uh, there was always a lot of uh, a lot of stuff on the web about that saying oh I've got this battery widget it's just draining my battery for fun. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's, it's good because there's a, a thing called Google Now which um, is a bit odd. It's kind of if you sw- if you go if you swipe so left to right on your your homepage you get the Google Now page, but all it really does is give you the weather. Um, that's <laughs> kind of all. It's supposed to be like I thought it was going to be like one of those. Uh, I can't remember what the name of them were. Flickbook or something. Kev was uh, off off of the Mitchell Game podcast. Flipboard. Flipboard. I thought it would be like that, where you could like put in, oh, this is my favourite, I don't know, games website. This is my favourite RSS browser or something like that. And it would kind of keep that. So I could be like a one-stop shop for just kind of all what's going on in my world. Um, but all it seems to do is the weather. And um, it asks you what your favourite team is. And I suppose it would link to... I don't know, a football team or whatever, but I've not really tried that. It just seems a bit weak. Um, no, so it'll give me local weather, commuter traffic, and something like Wi-Fi and mobile network. Like, it's like, I don't need none of that shit. It just seems a bit of a waste, really. It seems um, yeah. you could have done something a bit more with it. No, but otherwise, yeah, enjoying it. Um, seems to do everything it does on the tin. I've not played with any of the loaders or anything like that or changed, um, what do you call it, the the layout or anything like that so still still tweaking with it but not regretting moving from ios yet <laughs> no neither am i to be perfectly honest with you i do it's like i said I've, I've absolutely no problem whatsoever with ios it's just that i was kind of bored of it that's why mm. i went back to android i mean the only thing i would say is that there's um and i imagine you'll have this because you've got a sony phone but um sony did a a deal for um, Sony, what you call it, uh, Sony Pl- uh, PS Plus subscribers, where they gave you Sony Music Unlimited for like 40 quid for the year. So it's their version of Spotify um, for 40 quid. So you can basically stream whatever, whenever you want to, you know, loads of loads of artists on there, loads of tracks. And um, there was an app for it on my iOS, but I can't find an Android app for it. So unless I'm being completely daft, if you tap in Sony into the, the search or whatever, it just doesn't come up. Music Unlimited doesn't come up. So I've kind of lost that. But um, 
that's that's annoying. But that's apart not, from that, no, nope, I do have a music unlimited app. Yeah, you will do, but yeah. because it's a Sony phone. But for some reason, it doesn't seem to be available on the Android store, which is <laughs> otherwise. No, I use uh, I use Deezer because I get that free with my uh, contract, <laughs> which is nice. Anyway, enough of that shite. Um, where are we now? Releases. Um, are all these on the 15th of November, Vamsey? Yes. We have Baldur's Gate 2. Baldur's Gate. Baldur's, Baldur's, Baldur's. Baldur's, Baldur's Gate. Tomato, tomato. In brackets, Enhanced Edition. Yes. Are you buying this? I've already got it. I had it. Well, I've got the original edition um, from... What about ten years ago when it first came out, and then last year they brought out, or it might have been earlier this year they brought out the iPad version, um, and I played that for a while, and then they just they're bringing out the PC version on the fifteenth. I've heard a lot about this game, never tried it. It's a standard top-down isometric D and D rule set adventure game. The story is amazing. The um, and for its time, it was an amazing game. You go back and play it now, and it's very much like I cannot believe. <laughs> Yeah, and so long playing this. It's awkward. It's clunky. I mean, they've done an awful lot of work with the enhanced edition to make it uh, much more accessible and much more on, on not not on a par with modern games. But they've they've tried to smooth the transitions. We say, but it is very old school. It's a lot of text scrolling, a lot of micromanagement and stuff. Um, still a good game, but I, I won't be picking it up on PC. I've, I've got the iPad version when I want it, and that'll that'll do me. Oh, fair enough. Contrast. What's this? This is awesome. Uh, this is uh, it's, a, it's a kind of platformer. Um, this is being on Steam. I think it was early access. I think it was uh, and or, or Greenlight. I think it might have been Greenlight. Sorry, my bad. Um, it's set around the 1930s. This is the the, the, the core mechanic. Is it's a platformer where you can use shadows as your platforms. So if you were running along a wall and there was a shadow of a lamppost on the wall, you could jump onto that shadow on the wall as if it was physically real. Um, and all right. it kind of works off that. It's got a beautiful art style. It's all kind of, um, it's a lovely jazz soundtrack. I've actually, um, I've, I've pre-ordered this and I've pre-ordered the, whatever you want to call it, the collector's edition, the special edition, just purely to get the soundtrack. Cause it's, um, it's a rather nice, it's a, just a nice 1940s art style. Uh, very art deco-y um, just looks like a beautiful game really also pissed off because this is the game that has replaced Drive Club on the PS4 as their free PS Plus <laughs> subscriber game and it's like yeah brilliant <laughs> so I'm going to have paid out whatever it was 20 quid for the the version on the PC and then get a free version on the PS Plus on PS4 so yeah no, that, that's one. I mean I'm very very careful when it comes to buying Vita games. What with the uh... I don't I have, don't buy any Vita games. The only Vita games I've bought are I think Persona Four Golden. Um, what else? Are oh yes, Killzone Mercenaries, and I think it's basically all I've ever bought for it because you just they give them away. <laughs> Indeed, uh, I think I've got there's five games which I paid full price for. Which then I think what was it Hotline Miami that I bought that came out free a month later? Yeah, me too. Actually, thinking about it, yeah. Frustrating. <laughs> X Rebirth. Now I've seen yeah. stuff about this. This looks something like a space combat elite like trading simulator thingy. 
I'm interested yeah. in this. Yeah, I I'm trying not to go and buy it because they're asking forty quid for it, and Just, that's that sums up our times. I think when we won't pay forty pound for what looks like an incredibly epic game. But um, is this a full release or is it an alpha of some sort? No, it's a full release. Uh, Does it have a multiplayer aspect to it? I don't know actually. Thinking about it, you can boot up Steam while I waffle about it if you want to find out. <laughs> um, it comes from the X the X series. Uh, they are basically uh, space flight sim combat trader elite clony type things where you zoom around space and trade with other colonies and go and bounty hunt or shoot down space pirates and that, that kind of thing. Beautiful games. It's, 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 I don't know, it's the closest you'll get to a first-person EVE, um, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I love the first X2, I think it was... No, actually, I've got X3 as well. Very deep. Yeah, I did, I did read there were the things that were actually set off the ship as well. Yeah, I think you can walk around. I'm not sure. I read some about you climbing through the ducts of other ships and things. Uh, okay. sing, single player only. Uh, still, uh, it's going to be good. Um, I'll have to check it out. It's just uh, yeah, I, I mean, spend another forty quid this time of year. It's getting I, into silly season. Yeah, I don't think I would as well. I mean, to be fair, nearly every one of these type of games that I have ever purchased, I've absolutely loved. Um, you know, I had Frontier Elite for the um, for the mm. Amiga. I mean, moving on to PC early on, I had Freelancer, which uh, I absolutely love. Uh, oh, I absolutely love that. Free Space Two is probably still one of my favourite games of all time. I loved Free Space Two, um, but if you are into these games, go and pick up um, X3. Probably good old games will probably do it. Steam might do it still, I imagine. Um, but yeah, go pick up. X X three, um, brilliant, brilliant games, really, really good. I still look beautiful. It's space, you know. I mean, space is black. <laughs> it looks good. What do you want me to say? It's, it's got beautiful Nova effects. The planets look lush. It's all it's all beautiful. Um, and you you know, if you can get something like X three, then go and pick that up instead of spending a silly amount of money. X three Terran Conflict, sixteen quid on Steam. Or X3 Reunions, only a tenner. So, you know, you could go and check those out um, and get those instead because they'll be just as... Well, not just as good as 4, but they'll give you a nice, cheaper intro into the... And if you've not played anything like this until since Freelancer, then you'll be blown away by X3. I wish I'd have known this before I dropped 10 quid on Prison Architect earlier. Oh, Prison Architect's great. You'll love it. I had a quick go on it. Confused, does it have some sort of instruction manual? No. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I'll do the same as I did for everyone else who I've talked into buying this and talk you through the first 15 minutes because it's one of those games where once you get... Um, because it's in alpha, it's it's very much about exploring and trying to learn what, what happens when you do this. And some of it's just broken because it's, again, you know, it's in alpha, so the CCTV stuff doesn't quite work yet. So if you're trying to set that up, it doesn't happen. Um so there are certain things that are just broken, some of the things that most of it works beautifully, but to get to learn how to sort of play the game first of all so you can get to the point where you are experimenting, 
they do need to do something a little better to signpost you in the right direction. <laughs> but, um, you will like it. I'm sure you'll like it. I, I'm sure I'll like it. So I think I may enjoy. Uh, and finally, we have XCOM Enemy Within. Is this the porno version? No, but thanks for the mental image. <laughs> no, this is the. Um, it's an expansion to XCOM Enemy Unknown from last year. Uh, one of my favourite games of last year. And um, the caveat to this is if you get this on any of the consoles, it's my understanding is it's standalone. But if you get this for the PC, you must have the original game to run it. So just just be aware of that. It's an expansion in the, in the, in the truest sense of the word, in the sense that you have to have the original game to play it on PC. No, uh, I, I ummed and awed about the original for a very long time, and then uh, obviously it became free on PS Plus, so I ended up getting it then. Brilliant game. Played it? Yeah. And? I love it. There you go. It's great. So you can get this? I may wait until it's... <laughs> on PS Plus. Well, you know. I don't know. It's, you know, if you like Hexcom, there is not to get that. But, yeah. I mean, I was never a big fan of turn-based strategy games, but no, this one kind of drew me in. I, uh, I, like, I like the world and everything, and the... Uh, no, it, it, it just sort of grew on me. A, if you like turn base, there's another one coming out. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, do you remember a game called Frozen Synapse? I have heard of it. Yes. Oh, yes. This this is coming out on beta, isn't it? I think it, I think it is, but there is um, they're doing. I can't remember the bloody name of it. It's really annoying me. Um, They've done a second version, which is which is a Eurogamer, and I had a quick go of it, Eurogamer, and it's entering either open beta or pre-purchase or something very soon. I think it might be open beta. Uh, it's called Frozen Something, and it's really annoying me. It's the it's basically a turn-based sports game, a bit like um, American football. Mm-hmm. So you have two teams on a, a kind of square um, playing field with various blocks. And it's all that kind of VR battle. Frozen end zone. That's the one, frozen end zone. Um, and, it, yeah, so it's, it's like American football with obstacles in the way, and you have to kind of move your characters to score touchdowns. And that looks really quite interesting. It's a 1v1 kind of sports game, if you like. That might be really interesting. Um, have you got Frozen Science? So we should try and kick on a game of that at some point. No, quite... I haven't got Frozen Science. <sighs> I'm, okay. I'm a pretender. What do you think I'm on this show for? I thought you were on there for your, your, your loyalty to the cause and your Vita love. I, I just got told there'd be lots of fame and women involved, of which, yeah, I have seen none of. Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe John's redirected them all to his mansion. Oh, God. Um, right, well that's that then Releases um, Do you want to have a break? Or should we just crack I'm on? Good. I'm good Alright, fair enough Well, welcome to part two of the show <laughs> The listeners probably want a break But we'll be alright <laughs> Well they can press pause, can't they? Oh, that's true Right, films, books, comics Whatever else, etc Famze, what have you been oh, yeah. reading and watching? Um, I finished Blood of Elves Which is the second of the Witcher books um, by oh god, I his name wrong. Andrei Shkvrushkiz. Go with that. Um, so, 
Brilliant. That's a good, good start, isn't it? I can't pronounce He's a Polish writer, Andrzej Skowalski, I want to say. Um, so it's the Witcher books, which are uh, of, of, you know, of the gaming fraternity as well. Um, and this, I've read it before, and uh, basically the third book came out a couple of months ago, and I thought, oh, I must reread the Witcher books again so that I'm up to speed, because it gets quite politically complicated at some stages. It's a bit similar to something like Game of Thrones in that sense, where if, you, if you've read the first three books for Game of Thrones and then try and read the fourth book two years later, yeah, trying to remember what the hell's going on in the first, it's just forget about it. So um, I went back and reread the last witch, which last wish, sorry, which was the first book, and then Blood of Bells, which is the second book. Um, if you're a Witcher fan, you probably already read it. If you haven't, you really should go and read them. If you're into kind of um, fantasy with a, a kind of dark twist, these these books are great. Um, it follows, you know, Geralt the Witcher, um, and he kind of. Strangely, for the books, he, he kind of takes a secondary, certainly in the in the in the second book, he's more of a. Uh, the, the book follows different characters, mainly the, a girl called Siri, who the story kind of revolves around, and Geralt kind of plays almost like a bit part. He pops up here and there, has a chapter here and there, but then other characters also have chapters here and there. So. Although he's a common thread through it, he doesn't seem to be the main story. He kind of revolves around Siri and as Siri's story goes through. Uh, quite politically savvy. It's all just kicked off, um, leading me nicely into the third book, um, which I won't be able to read straight off the bat because um, Terry Pratchett's latest book's Raising Steam came out oh, Thursday. It's, uh, it's Andrzej Sokowski. That's him. There we go. Yeah. He, he obviously says it in a Polish way, which sounds very similar to the way I first pronounced it. Obviously. <laughs> um, so yeah, go and buy go and buy um, the Witcher books because they're just great. Um, and yeah, and so Terry Pratchett's book came out, Racing Steam. I'm about halfway through it um, because they're not exactly taxing to read Terry Pratchett books normally. Uh, huge fan of Pratchett. Have to say, slightly disappointed in his recent works. Um, this one so far, I'm not as taken by it, uh, and that's partly because the, the main one of the main characters in it, Moist, isn't really my favourite character from his universe, um, and also his writing seems to be a little bit more uh, random. There's lots of it kind of breaks away. You used to follow like one thread of a story through quite often with the occasional aside and, and stuff, and this seems to be bouncing all over the place quite a bit. It'll follow one character for a couple of pages and then move to another character for a couple of pages and then back to the other one and then off to somewhere completely different, and it does seem to bounce quite quickly around um, through through different characters. And um, it's it seems to be trying to throw in as many cameos from from the older books as, as possible. So, you know, almost every other page you'll get a, a nod to an old book, which is kind of satisfying when you see these people turn up. So all John, all Jolson, who's the kind of, who's in one of the very first watch books uh, as uh, a chef. And uh, he appears to kind of um, try and provide the food on the, on the steam trains, which are the, the center of the book. The story is all about, um, the first railways on the disc world, basically. And um, 
it's good so far. It's a, it's a Pratchett book. If you've read them before, you'll know what to expect. If you haven't read them before, don't start with this one. Go back and start with something like Men at Arms or Guards Guards. Um, or uh, or if you're a purist, Colour of Magic. Or if you're a purist, go back to the Colour of Magic. But I would, if you if you're not sure about it and you want somewhere solid to start, I would probably recommend starting with Guards Guards. Um, or the Witches series would be a good, another good start. No, so, I, I, I want to like Pratchett's books, but and I've got a couple of them. I've just never got around to reading them. Audio books, my friend. Audio books. Ah, yes. My Audible account. Yeah, Audible have got the whole shaboodle on there. Um, I've actually saved one credit back for raising steam. Um, or they are on a bridge version. box full. Well, no, 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 no. no, no. no you can get the you can get the unabridged versions, which um, are much, much, much better. Um, the the earlier books are all read. I think they're all read by Tony Robinson. Um, oh, brilliant! He of uh, Baldrick fame. And he was quite good, but um, the guy they've got doing it at the moment is is, is the best guy. Uh, he's read most of them. He's a personal friend of Terry Pratchett's. Yeah, oh, um, he just does it. He just does it very well. Um, but I've got a whole box of the MP3 DVD uh, CD versions. If you want, sat in my garage doing it now. I'll post them all down to you if you can, if you want them. Uh, <laughs> you you just offload all your crap onto me, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, Beastie offloads all his crap onto me. Oh, yeah. I then offload it all onto you. That's the way the world works, my friend. No, your missus is probably just so we get rid of that box you don't use anymore. <laughs> You've like, been talking to my missus. It's gone. Look, it's <laughs> gone. Oh, John, you're wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she said that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Crack on, you. You've watched right. something relatively recent and interesting. I did. I finally picked up Life of Pi. Oh, Why? I, I was. I, I, it was one of those films that... Uh, and I knew it was going to be, I kind of knew it was going to be like, I've, uh, I'm quite a bugger for um, seeing a film and thinking, oh, that looks good, and then never getting around to watching it, even though I probably will like it a lot, which is exactly what happened in this case. Um, I, I picked it up from Blockbuster over the weekend, um, obviously. You might have to take it back. No, well, given no, I actually bought it. Given obviously, given the sad recent news, I, I, I went in like I kind of know. I kind of felt like a vulture picking a carcass. Yeah, for those listeners who don't know, blockbusters have gone into administration again. Looks like they're going to be closing down with a vast number of their stores, which is a which is very oh, sad because I, I, I've always, I mean I live quite close to my local blockbusters and I've always enjoyed nipping in there whenever I've been walking past. And I, I don't know. It, it, it just sort of had that airy when I was in it the other day. I just, I almost felt bad. But, no. But, yeah, anyway, on to the film. Life of Pi. Oh, absolutely marvellous. Um, for anyone who doesn't know about this, it's based on the uh, book by Jan Martel. Um, and, basically, it is about a young Indian boy who is named after a swimming pool uh, who ends up... Uh, being interviewed by a struggling author who uh, has been told that he has a killer story to tell, um, which indeed he does, which is about his time when he was... Um, well, there's, there's various other facets of his early life included, but uh, the main story sort of kicks in when he tells about the time he was uh, travelling to travelling with his family for a new... Uh, his family who a zoo for a new start in uh, Canada. He ended up shipwrecked and 
He was stranded for 277 days on a lifeboat with a Bengal tiger. Bam, Lovely. It, 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 it is absolutely awesome film. It is stunning to look at on Blu-ray. Um, no doubt it was much better in 3D as well, so I think there are a few effects that would come across quite well. Uh, but no, it, it, it's a very, uh, very, very touching story, which uh, works quite well considering them. Uh, apart from the obvious narration of the uh, guy telling the story, is pretty much uh, a young boy on a boat with a tiger. Um, See, that's not selling it to. I can kind of understand no, it, where it's it, going to be artsy and it's going to be all touching it's and emotional. Artsy. It's not that it's artsy and touching anymore. So it, it's, it was just a very, very nice thing to watch. It was, uh, it was funny in the right places. Um, the, fa- the fact that the tag is called Richard Parker as well, I thought was a very nice touch. Um, anyone who's read the book, obviously, this is down to an era where the, uh, tiger first introduced, when the tag was first introduced to the zoo, it was, uh, its captor and the, uh, tiger got their names switched around. So basically you have this Bengal tiger called Richard Parker who was caught by a uh, hunter called Thursday. Oh no, it's it's just it's just a very 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 uh, kind of touching and amusing film. Um, looks absolutely stunning. Um, it's got one of those brilliant endings that leaves you talking about it after you've watched it as well, which I always enjoy. Um, I can't really go in more into it without hugely spoiling it if you haven't already read the book or uh, indeed watched the film. But uh, please, you, you owe yourself to watch this. It's an absolutely stunning film. Hmm. Come on, Van. I'm, I'm not convinced. I just, it's one of those. Isn't The Expendables 3 out soon? Oh, it? piss off. <laughs> so, I'm going to shit on your you'll, you'll, get, you'll get brownie points off the missus. She'll no doubt enjoy this. Uh, plus, yeah, plus it, it'll give you your obligatory two hours per evening before you come and play Battlefield on us. Guilt free. Mm. There we go. I have no guilt. I have so, no guilt. Yeah, Life of Power. Watch it. Brilliant film. Can't say much more about it, really. That's what it was. Awesome. Uh, anyway, it's that part of the show now, isn't it? So, uh, over to the gorgeous Vamsy with the news. The news. Um, uh, there's the, there's some headline breaking news, which um, oh, I've pulled. I've, I've been waiting for this. this I've is pulled practice. this out of the bag, especially for you, Clarky. Go on. This is, you know, you might need to strap yourself down. I'm always strapped down. Oh, God. Well, let's not talk about that. A free expansion <gasps> to FTL. Oh, marvellous. Where, yeah. where? Put the yeah. link in. The FTL Advanced Edition. Okay. Now this is, uh, and I am just literally pasting this into Clarky, so if you hear groans and moans and God knows whatever else, that's probably him reading the link. Uh, so this is, a, this is a huge free expansion. Uh, new weapons, new drones, new augment systems, enemies, and more. So they've introduced things like a mind control system, a hacking system, new weapons and effects, more systems, more enemy ships, more enemy layouts, more oh, yes. environments. Oh, God, okay. yes. This is all free. In addition to the new content, they continue to polish FTL and some of the requested uh, small features. You'll be able to save your crew positions and send them back to battle stations, save and quit during combat, <gasps> and find more items for purchase in stores. For so the purists out there, FTL Vanilla will still be available. All uh, the content can be disabled from within the hangar before starting a new game. And my personal favourite is coming to iPad. I don't have an iPad. But I do! Ha! 
But that means you'll have touchscreen controls, which also means it might come to Vita as well. <laughs> You're just never fucking happy, you. Oh, no. um, they're also hoping to be able to get it onto Android um, or possibly Surface. Uh, so it's possible. But you're talking about this happening early 2014. Oh, I can wait. I can wait. So, and I'm, I'm looking at the, the, the screenshot for the FTL on iPad, and it looks Lovely. proper nice. So I might even be able to find the magic for this that you, you and Beastie seem to be wetting yourselves over every other week. Turn court. So you happy now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? You, you carry on with the rest of the shit while I read this. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, other news, Steam, the online streaming beta is, um, registration is open now. This is the, the beta for, strangely enough, in-home streaming. Uh, all you have to do to sign up to it is basically go to the uh, official Steam group, which you can find just by searching on Steam for in-home streaming, uh, and it allows you to play PC games on other machines within their house. Uh, and this is prep for the Steam OS. Um, so that you can run it on your main rig in your den or your office or wherever it is and have a, a mini PC if you like sitting next to your telly and maybe play it on that. So that beta is up and um, open for registration now. Um, other stuff in the news, a lot of uh, a lot of Blizzard news. Obviously, we had BlizzCon um, last week, so there's, there's quite a lot there. So I'm going to whack through this. Uh, a WoW expansion. There's a surprise. Didn't realise that was going to be announced. Uh, Wardlaws of Draenor. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, I'm trying to work out what this gives you. It basically takes you up to a level 100. Uh, new lands. Mythic conflict. Mystical Draenei champions and mighty orc clans. Uh, you can build uh, sorry new features include garrisons the ability to build your own base on Draenor uh, so it's World of Warcraft's version of housing new character models increased level cap and a new instant level to 90 ability so if you don't want to plough through all the previous content or I imagine if you haven't bought all the previous content you can go straight to level 90 um I think, didn't they do that with one of the earlier ones with one of the night classes uh, where you could boost straight to level 70 or something? I like have that. no idea. I miss this particular train. But uh, it looks like World of Warcraft. And it's quite interesting. I was watching the launch trailer for it um, last week and I just started thinking, my God, it's beginning to look dated. And then you remember it's 10 years old and you're kind of like, yeah, that explains it. Um, but yeah, anyone who's into World of Warcraft? They will know about that already, I imagine. Um, Hearthstone. Because I don't think we've talked about it enough. You can thank me for this one as well, because I added this into the news. My one and only... Uh... Yeah, but then I deleted it and put it in properly. Oh, what, what, you No, you did a hyperlink thingy, didn't you? Ah, see? That's just an incredibly handsome face. Smart arse. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Blizzard have announced iPhone and Android versions of its collectible card game Hearthstone. Probably out in the first half of 2014. Um, that would just be awesome if they had a, a an iPad version of this game because I wouldn't even have to boot up my laptop then to play it. Um, of course, I'd probably have been bored of it by then and not played it for three months, but the thought's there. So, no, fair enough. 
probably just about the same time as you get your hands on an open beta slot, Clarky. I'll stop playing it. <laughs> well, so I've got until tomorrow then. <laughs> probably. Um, there's a beta sign up, another beta sign up for Heroes of the Storm. Um, this is Blizzard's new MOBA. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to make it. I've watched the gameplay video uh, and it's very pretty. I mean, it's very Blizzard. It's smooth and it's slick. Uh, comparing it to like League of Legends and Dota, it does look it does look kind of nice. There's more animation. It's shinier. It's It's got that little bit of Blizzard magic working on it. I just, how many MOBAs do you need? And I think the inherent problems with, with MOBA is that you invest, you have to invest so much time into it. So League of Legends and Dota 2, you're still considered a newbie if you've done 50 hours, you know. And if you're investing more than that, 100 hours, 200 hours, 300 hours plus, are you really going to want to swap out and start a brand new MOBA? And anyone who wants to play MOBAs probably already has. So I, I don't know if it's just one too many or not. But How, how are you doing on Dota 2, by the way? Uh, not bad. <laughs> I played a couple of hours of it um, and watched it on YouTube. But to be honest, I kept playing it and just thinking... The, 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 the thing that puts me off is I, I do really enjoy playing it, but the thing that weighs over the head is how much time you have to invest into it to be to make it any good do you know what I mean so it would be like saying I know that if I ever want to be any good at this and actually kind of hold my own online with it I would have to invest 50 plus hours at least um, or I could just go and shoot people in the head in Battlefield or I could have instant gratification for playing something like Hearthstone you know or I can go even go and try and play FTL for an hour or something like that so Whilst the game's good, I just the thing that's holding me back on it is that initial investment of time, well, initial investment, the ongoing investment of time. And then just as you learn the game, they tweak it so that something's changed or all the balance changes. And oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still, I still really, really like the game. Um, but I don't think I can invest that kind of time into it, which is a shame, really. Did you ever get around to playing it? I went about Dota. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I was just trying to Facebook uh, beast you about FTL. <laughs> My apologies. Uh, no, I never got past the uh, training bit. I, I don't know, maybe I just wasn't in the right frame of mind, but I, 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 I booted it up, started playing it, and I I just saw League of Legends again and switched it on. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't willing to go down that road again. Uh, it's probably, probably not a bad idea. Um... What else is on the news list? Ah, yes. Something you've had a hand in here, young Clarky Snap. What's that? Um, Prison Architects have raked in nearly $8 million since its inception. It's not even out yet. Brilliant. They'll be able to afford an instruction manual for it. So now. that nine quid that you spent on it, that's tipped them over that. <laughs> Brilliant. It's... um. This is. I didn't realise. It's been in alpha, paid alpha, for a year now. Which is bizarre, because it came out in September 2012. Uh, a quarter of a million people have um, bought it, downloaded it, whatever you want to call it. Um, and yeah, they've made eight million. There's only seven people making the game, so they've done all right out of it. 
<laughs> yeah, and that's, so, so I tipped him over and made that news possible. I reckon that's what it was. Absolutely. You heard this here first. Because that news wasn't there earlier. No. You went and uh, spent that money and suddenly the news is there. Just ignore the published Wednesday the 6th of November. Shh. Obvious tap on the uh, reporter's part. Oh, well, there goes the magic of radio. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, one of my favourite bits of news. Um, Broken Sword 5. Uh, release date. Um, or should I say release dates? Because they've split it into two. Um, I'm not I, I don't really understand but okay uh, so Revolution the Studio this is the Broken Sword game that was kickstarted a year or so ago um, the first episode uh, launches on the PC on the 4th of December so I've bookmarked that already uh, and episode 2 will be out in January 2014 so there's only a month between it um, a tenner each or both for 15 quid which is just unbelievably good value uh, and there's also going to be a Vita version, so just for Clarky. Um, no, I, I mean, I, I was telling you earlier, I enjoyed the first two games. I never even realised there was a third and a fourth one, was there? Mm-hmm. Obviously, if this is Broken Sword Fire. Uh, no, every time somebody mentions this to me, I immediately think of the uh, the song from the end of the second one, which I remember was quite a natty little tune. Uh, can you hum it for us? Yeah, no, don't do that again. Okay. Um, so yeah, this is going back to Broken Sword one and two versions, two D sort of proper old school adventure point and click. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm probably looking forward to this game more than I'm looking forward to the PS4 coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Marvelous. That's it all, really. Um, yeah, and that was the news. And in other breaking news, it would appear that Beastie knows nothing about FTL Advanced Edition. <gasps> He's just messaged me back saying, what witchcraft do you speak of? <laughs> Which I have excitedly responded, check the news, because I haven't figured out copy-paste on Android. Brilliant. That pit, isn't he? He's there we go. Right, is that it? That's it. Oh. What do you mean, that's it? That's the most news we've had on this section, like, for months. Well, given the rest of the content we had, we needed it, really. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm going to uh, try and play something else this week. I'm just not quite sure what, because all I want to play is Battlefield and Hearthstone. So it might, it might take a break next week, give some other poor sod a chance to come on and speak about what they've been playing. Fair enough. How long has it been since you took a break? Mm, I don't know. Why? So you're trying to get rid of me now, that's what it is. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. You're kind of like the bar flies at Moore's Tavern, aren't you? Pretty much. <laughs> Right, outro. Um, donations and affiliate links on the main site. Um, I don't like asking for money, as does uh, General John. I love General it. General Angry John. Uh, yeah, donations to the site. We never see him. Or personal me. donations. We're quite happy with personal donations. Absolutely, yeah, um, which we'll get around to when we give out our personal email addresses later on. Um, use the affiliate links on the site. Just remember, one more click, and uh, we get a few pennies from it. We need to come up with a couplet for that. Some kind of one more click to make the place tick or something. It's a good job we don't link to porn sites, isn't it? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of stunning, lad. But I'm not I bet that. you did. <laughs> uh, reviewers on iTunes. I haven't looked at the reviews in a while. Have we got any new ones? Yeah. Brilliant. Are they from Proton? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We love you, Proton. I've gone to Android. I can't find iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Don't forget to uh, listen to the main show, Make Sure Gamer Podcast. Um, Ramsey, have you got any other shows you want to pimp now? Yeah, um, the same coin. They're quite good. Um, Pile of Shame podcast. They're very good. There's a little one called Mature Gamer. They're very good. And uh, what's the other? Oh, yeah, Midlife. They're apparently supposed to be quite good as well. So go to say, Oh, and there's another one, um, a little lesser known show right, called Night Shift, which is very, very good. Everyone should go and listen to the Night Shift because that's very good. Oh, yeah, of course, listen to the Night Shift. I do. Go on, then. What? What was the last show about? Um, episode 26, wasn't it? Very good. Well done. Oh, I've not up- I've, I've downloaded them all. I'm just listening through them very slowly. I have a lot of podcasts to listen to. That's true. How do you think we managed to make this show so excellent? Uh... Yeah. We'll work on that one. Um, there's a Facebook page, apparently. Uh, I must go and look at it, will Yeah, we'll, we'll glance at it for posterity's sake. Um, you can email us mgbbits at maturegamerpodcast.com we won't respond because we can't um, you can email me directly at clarky at mgp uh, the, the maturegamerpodcast.com sorry um, I may respond to you once you better do because you're basically the only person who's got an email address so it's all coming to you Clarky. yeah well, I, I kind of don't have it anymore because I haven't figured out how to put it onto this phone yet oh we're just a right bunch of professionals this Absolutely. week we are um, you can tweet us uh, at MGPBits. <laughs> Again, we will get back to you. I will. Oh, have you got it? I broke the code. Oh, I know the password, my oh, friend. You can give that back to me at the end of the show, then. <laughs> um, or you can uh, tweet us individually. I'm at Clarky Snap. I'm at Vimesy74. And thank you very much for listening this week. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Ta-ra. Bye.